Welcome to Special Times with Pierre Filosa today. My guest is Jane Ryder, the Commissioner of Massachusetts Department of Developmental Services. I first met her at a VINFIN event and recently reconnected with her during the Mass Advocate Standing Strong uh, Convention. Well, it's good to see you, Peter. And I'm so, I can't tell you how happy I am that we connected and you invited me to be on your show. How long have you been doing this? Um, I have about eight, eight shows so far. So this will be like nine. Oh, that's fantastic. Who are some of the other people that have been on your show? My DDS yep. service coordinator, Mike Robinson, um, Denise Garlick, uh, my, my, my trips boss named Drew Belillis. Uh, from Drew's trips from Plymouth, um, my house staff, Paul, my best buddies program. I'm in very good company, Peter. Thank you so much for inviting me. You're welcome. <clears throat> what is your background and how did you start working for DDS? I grew up in Worcester. Um, I'm the youngest of uh, four kids. And um, my oldest brother, Mark, was born with Down syndrome. So Mark always lived at home with us um, and grew up, you know, in the same neighborhood, hanging out with the same kids as, um, you know, we grew up in a, a normal neighborhood in, in, uh, in Worcester. So I've always been interested uh, with people with um, intellectual and developmental disabilities. So I would have to say Mark was my inspiration to, to get involved in this field because I have to tell you, he taught me a lot, kind of how he went through life and so forth. And I, and I thought if there is any way that I could, you know, be part of that, I wanted to be part of that. So um, a few years back, I applied for a job um, with DDS. And when I say a few years back, it's actually now um, 25 years ago, I applied for a job. And at the time, it was running the state operated group homes up in the Northeast part of, of the state. And oh, Peter, I, I just loved that job. I had so much fun. Um, we had over 50 group homes uh, that we oversaw and um, it, it was just a fantastic job. So I did that for quite a long time. Then um, I got another job up there in the Northeast region as their community systems director. Um, and then back in 2015, um, Commissioner Elin Howe, who was the commissioner prior um, she asked me if I would come to Boston and be her deputy commissioner. So I went to the central office in DDS and I was Commissioner Howe's deputy commissioner for a few years. Um, and then Commissioner Howe retired. And back in February of 2018, uh, the governor asked me to be commissioner. So I've been commissioner for four years now. So that's my background. What was your path? through the department to your current position? Well, you know, I came up, as they say, through the ranks. And I think that helps me a lot, Peter, in the job I do, because I've, I've seen what it's like, um, you know, out in the group homes, out in the day programs. And so through my career, I think I've been very fortunate that I've gotten to see services um, firsthand. And now that I'm, I'm commissioner, I think 
you know, my experience in, in really seeing how our services help individuals, I think that has been a big plus um, in, my, in my current job. Peter, if you could have any job in the world, if, if, if it was possible to think of your perfect job, what would it be? I love flowers because they make me happy. And I used to, at my old day program called HMEA in Plainville, I used to work for an enclave called Helping Hands Florist uh, Enclave, where I would cut the stems off the flowers and put them in vases with water and sort them and by category and and put the flowers in vases with water and and took orders over the phone and yeah. Oh my God, that sounds I, fantastic. I love flowers. So, and I hope you're telling Josh that, that that's something that, um, you know, you would I, like to- I told him that, yeah. Excellent. I was, I, was, I was a little bit afraid, Peter. I thought you were gonna say you wanted to be commissioner and I, I would have to start looking for a job. So- No, um, I hope someday I, I can work in a uh, flower place, like to be like an assistant or do, some type of flower job some, someday down the road. I, I, I think that's, that is perfect. And I bet you, I bet you they're gonna find something for you, Peter. So you're gonna be able to do that. That is great. What do you find most re rewarding about your job? Best, best part of the job, I tell you, Peter. And it's, and you know, you talk about you and I met at a VinFen event a few years ago. You know, prior to COVID, two years ago, you know, I was able to get out a lot to visit um, programs like VinFen, to go and visit um, group homes, to go and visit day programs, to go out and meet folks and to meet families and everything, because I think that is the best way I know how we're doing, um, you know, because I can meet people one-on-one -on -one like you and, you know, just ask them, what can we do better? And I miss that one-to-one. -one. And unfortunately, like all of us, for the past two years, um, I haven't been able um, to get around the state. So I can't tell you how much um, I'm looking forward um, to getting out because that, that is the best part of the job, just to, to meet people, see people, let them, you know, they can then tell me how I can do better in my job. And so hopefully I'm gonna get out this spring and uh, start visiting people again. I hope you and I can meet in person some, someday down the road. Oh, don't worry about it, Peter. I'm gonna make sure that happens. What is the hardest thing about, about your job? That is such a great question, Peter. I, I think the hardest part is there's just not enough hours in the day. Um, there is so much to do, so many, you know, I, I wish that I could just, uh, you know, work around the clock because, you you know, there are so many things that we could be doing better, that we could be doing for, um, you know, folks we support and their families. And, you know, I have a lot of ideas. I've talked to a lot of people. I just want to fix everything and, and make sure that everybody is getting what they want. So I I just need more hours in the day. And that, that that's that's frustrating to me sometimes that I can't do more. Tell us about the residential services and day programs that DDS provides for people with special needs. So both our residential services and our day programs, um, I think are, are very extensive. When you think of our residential programs, we have you know group homes that offer 
you know, 24 hours, seven days a week um, care. We have shared living where people can go and live with um, people and individual and uh, families in their own home. Um, we have a lot of folks that still live with their families. We have uh, folks that live on their own. Um, they're very independently. And our day services, you know, we have what we call CBDS, community-based day supports. And we also um, do employment services like you're aware of. And I think the biggest part of both our residential programs and our day services is the importance that people live and work and are seen in their communities. And that's the thing I'm most proud of for the agency. I think it's so important for folks to have jobs in the community, to live in neighborhoods, um, to be out and about, whether it's volunteering or in jobs or, what, or whatever they wanna do. And, and, and that's the key, Peter, I think in both what we do with um, residential programs and with our day programs, I think it's so important. Like, I know you have a great relationship with your service coordinator. I want everyone to be able to sit down with their service coordinator and say, this is what I want. This is where I want to live. This is the type of job I want. And I just hope that DDS is able to provide whatever somebody really wants to do, whether it's where they want to live, who they want to live with and what they want to do in the day. So we've been working hard to just create more options um, for people. And I think, and it's based on, you know, what every, and you know, everybody's different. Um, you know, it's not the same for everybody. So I just hope that whatever DDS offers, that um, it's, it's about an individual, it's about the person, it's what they want. So um, those are the type of services that we, we provide right now. Does DDS provide family support for individuals who live with their families? Yes, we do. Um, Peter, you know, we, we support over 40,000 individuals and their families across the state. And only about 10,000 live in like group homes or shared living. So the majority of the people that we support still live with their families. And our family support program offers a lot of different type of, of services to make it possible for um, folks to still live with their families. And a lot of those services include things like, you know, respite. So if a family needs a break or, or one of their sons or daughters needs a break, that hopefully we can provide that. But we do whatever we can to make sure that anybody who's still living with their family has whatever they need um, because so many families want their sons and daughters to continue to live with them. And um, we wanna make sure that that happens. So our family support system um, helps a lot, a lot of people um, across the state and make sure they can stay in their family's home. That, that would be a dream come true for me to, to live back in my hometown, Medfield, because living in Rosendale in a city life is not, not ideal for me. Well, again, we can talk about that. I would love to live with my parents again and or live near my family and that'd be a, a dream come true. How many DDS clients live with their families and how many live in DDS residential uh, placements? 
about about 10,000 people live in like group homes or shared living or something. And, and those are the folks that need, you know, a lot more support um, than their family can provide. But as I, you know, the majority of people still live with their families and want to live with their families. But that that doesn't say, you know, as their needs change, um, you know, maybe their family is not able um, to keep them at home. So we're always continuing to talk to to folks and their families just to make sure that we can do whatever to make sure people are safe and um, and happy and be where they want. But um, the more most of the people that we help out um, still live with their families. I I hope someday that um, Jane that they could find a group home that's for people that want to live in their hometowns like Medfield, Dover, and Needham, and Walpole, where th so I could be closer to home. Right. That that's what everything I've advocated for. That's I I every, every I'm sure that's that's what you want, Peter. And we'll continue to talk to you and um, see what we can do to help you out to get closer to home. How many uh, clients are waiting for a group home placement? The reason people are waiting right now um, is because of the workforce crisis. So right now we have um, a number of people that are waiting to go into group homes. And it's not that the group homes aren't there, it's just that the providers like VinFen are having a hard time hiring staff. So I'm hopeful that you know as we work through this workforce crisis and providers, agencies can start hiring again, all the folks that are waiting to move into a group home will move into the group home. What can DDS do to help more group homes open in, in the community? Well, it's, it's interesting, Peter. A lot of people right now don't want a group home. Um, and we're talking to a lot of folks and families and looking at uh, different ways that they can live in their communities. And sometimes group homes are not the answer. You know, some some People don't really want to live with people they don't know. You know what I mean? Like you, you have you have roommates. Sometimes that doesn't always work out. Um, and some people don't want staff being with them all all the time. Some people need it. Some people don't. So you know, we it, it's really individual. You know, so we do what we can to to uh, open up group homes, but. It's not for everybody and not everybody wants it. So we're really trying to listen and, you know, hopefully help folks live where and with whom and in, you know, what kind of setting that they want. So we're, we're continuing to work on that. There is a shortage of jobs for people with special needs. What is DDS doing to help DDS? EDS clients find jobs in, in the community. We want everyone to have a job. Anybody that wants a job, we want to make sure that we do what we can to match them with a good job. You know how I was talking earlier about, you know, there's a workforce crisis. I don't know, Peter, if you've been out to like Market Basket or Home Depot, everywhere I go, I see a help wanted sign. Um, I think everybody's having a hard time finding workers. So I'm hoping that this is going to give us opportunities um, for folks in DDS to find good jobs. So even though the workforce crisis is, is hard, I think it's going to be an opportunity for us to 
help the folks that really want a job out in the community find a job that they like. So I'm very optimistic about it. My job person, um, the, the, um, they're, they're supposed to find me a one-to-one -one, um, uh, job person to help take me into the community to help me find a job. They have not, ETC and VinFan, DDS, promised me they were going to find me someone and um, they they have not been able to find me any anyone as of yet um, to, to be my one-to-one -one, to take me into the community to help me find work. Peter, it's going to happen. I think it's just been really hard to find staff people right now um, in, in, your, in your agency that helps you. And I, I you know, they tell you, you know, the one-to-one -one is going to be the best thing for you. And I'm confident that they're going to find somebody. I think, you know, now that COVID is hopefully, you know, easing up a little bit, more and more people are looking for jobs. And, you know, we're trying our best. We're, you know, getting money out to agencies to pay people better, um, which I think is going to make a big difference in getting staff. And you're going to get the staff to help you find a job. You have any questions for me, Jane? How did you start this TV program, Peter? How did how did that all start? Um, I met this nice guy named Brett from Medfield TV at Medfield State Hospital, and I went up to Brett, the who was the executive producer of the TV station, and at the time, and I introduced myself, and I told him that I would like to have a a TV show with Bitfield TV called Special Times with Beer Flows. And he, he started coordinating with my mom and over the phone by email. And I've been doing this TV show ever since. Do you love it? Do you love doing it, Peter? Yeah. You're very, you're very, very good at it. I think you're fantastic as an interviewer, I have to tell you. Um, and my other question to you, Peter, I know that, you know, the last two years with COVID has been tough. Like, can you tell me a little bit about how you did in the in in the two years while we were going through this time? I was at my group home for a little while, and then I I lived at home for four months at a time, like um, during COVID, and uh, I wasn't at my group home in Rosendale at all. I, I was here for a long time, so. Right. It was it was a long two years, wasn't it? Because you couldn't go to day program either, right? Yeah. Right. So what what's what's next for Peter? Are you planning any vacations, any trips, any I'm going with Drew's trips uh to Patriots Day, uh out to breakfast and to the Red Sox game on Patriots Day on Marathon Monday. Wow. Uh, I'm going there April 19th, the Fenway for the Red Sox game. Um, I'm going to the Bruins game on April 23rd with Drew's trips from Plymouth. Excellent. And then um, my dad's taking me April 15th to see WWE SmackDown at the, at the DCU Center in Worcester. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'll go May 8th for Drew's trips to WWE WrestleMania presents Backlash, WrestleMania Backlash at the 
Dunkin' Donuts Center in, in Providence, Rhode Island on May 8th on Mother's Day. You talked to me about the Red Sox, the Marathon, the Bruins, WrestleMania. What would you, what is your favorite sport? I, I love my professional wrestling. It sounds it. Uh, I'm going to two wrestling events, uh, SmackDown and uh, the pay, the big pay-per-view called WrestleMania Backlash on May 8th on Mother's Day. I'm looking forward to that. That's great. Isn't it great to be able to go out and do things like this again? Yeah. Great. And, great. And I hope, I hope I'll get to meet you someday in person. And I look forward to whenever that day ha happens. I, I would love for you to come to my group home in, in Rosendale and meet me. Anytime, Peter. I would, I would be happy to do that. And again, I just want to thank you um, for inviting me to be on your TV show. This was this was the best part of my day. It was an honor to meet you. Thank you, Jane, for, for joining me today on Special Times. It has been an honor to have you as my guest. Please tune in next time for, for Special Times with Pierre Filosa. Thank you, Peter. It was a pleasure.